we started this series called Epic, and, and I just need you to know that God has God-sized stories in the Bible, but he's still writing his story, amen? Until he comes back, he's writing an epic story in you. Your life is just one of those epic encounters that God wants to have, God wants to see, live through, and what God wants to break through to others. Do you all agree with that? I don't know if you need to pinch somebody and say, man, you're epic too, or whatever. But a couple of weeks ago, we started with creation. Last week is Noah, and today we're going to actually talk about Abraham. If you didn't get any a chance to watch those videos or weren't able to be here, uh, communitychurch.tv videos, we'll give you that link back there. So let's talk about After Noah. Tyler did a great job last week. We were uh, suffering in the hills of uh, Missouri and Arkansas. It was terrible. No, thank you for letting Laurie and I go, and our son went. It was a beautiful time. I got to see some great God sites. But Noah, he did a great job, T Pastor Tyler. And so what about After Noah? What happened? You know, God kind of hit reset kind of doing that now in a different way but a reset on the world and, and so let me give you some some uh, genesis that first book in the bible just a little bit so we talked about creation that was part one and then there was what there was the flood because you know it needed to get reset and then today we're going to talk about abraham okay it's about uh, the beginning of the chosen race it's uh, uh, it's it's going to have uh, so many stories in it. it we may have to linger there a, a couple of time of, of weeks in teaching this this book but let me give you a lineage here here's Noah that's where we left off last week and then there was Sham and it goes on down to uh, Terah and then from Terah it goes to Abraham kind of see that whole lineage there I know y'all are memorizing this that's why there's that link to those slides okay but let's pick up in Genesis chapter 11 if you have your Bibles you're welcome to turn there I will have the the verses on the screen but uh, this Terah okay took Abram now he's not Abraham yet that's a little it's not going to happen this week okay but this is a man a common man a regular guy like you and I I know a lot of us have him as the father of all nations and whatever yes God did great things through him now hear what I just said God did great things through him God is doing and wants to do great things through you I want us to see the parallel of this day and age this is not a history lesson this is to inspire us today amen he wants the church to be inspired today and he wants to do great and mighty things he wants to do epic things in the world today anybody want to agree with me give a shout out or clap their hands how many think god needs to can, could do an epic thing in our culture today well he's the one that can do it amen abram his son and lot the son of haran his grandson and sarai in fact her name hasn't changed yet and her daughter the daughter-in-law and his son a abram's wife and they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan but they came to what Haran and they settled there so here's what happened he was kind of growing up in Ur everybody say Ur I've heard you say that before when you didn't like something Ur and, and you get a little Ur and and basically they they got together made a trip up here and 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 so he, got, he gets to Haran right he gets to this part of the calendar and then I want to talk about when God calls God is still sending the call out for each one of us. God is calling you by name. He's known you forever. He's known you before you were ever born, and he's calling you. He chooses, and I want you to say this word in the black words together with me. He chooses who, what? Ordinary people. I know you're extra nor ordinary, but that extra is just on top of ordinary. You're an ordinary person. He chooses ordinary people. I want to show that to you. We find that in the Gospels, in the book of John. He says what? This is Jesus even saying, you did not choose me, for I chose you. I chose you and you and I've appointed you what that you might go and bear fruit fruit that'll last 
So whatever you do, ask in the Father's name, and so it will be. But let me go back to Joshua. Let me go back to Abraham. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Here we find Joshua saying to the people that, Thus say the Lord of God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates. He's basically setting this up and saying, Abraham, the father of Abraham, was what? Served other gods. They were knuckleheads. They had, a, had multiple gods during that time. They were ordinary people. Can I tell you, God will pull you out of muck and mire. He'll pull you out of confused state. You can be a satanic worshiper, and God can yank you out of that situation and transform you into a child of God. Do you know that? So I don't care what your sin is. I don't care what journey you've been on. I don't know. You may be picturing something right now. There is no way God would love them, and that's not the truth. He uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Here it is, this guy, they, they were serving other gods. This is considered, he, he wasn't against Yahweh, but, he, but he, they have this thing called uh, henotheism, and this means that, yes, I, I understand there's a, there's a God, but there's also a lot of other gods. Well, we don't believe that here. We're a monotheistic type believing church. But let me just give you an example. Abram, or Abraham, this is his life. He's up doing great things for God, and then he stumbles and messes things up. And then he's uh, growing a little bit, and he gets a little bit, and then he stumbles and messes. How many know that my name could be at the top of this? I've had really good times with the Lord, really following him, then I get away from the Lord. And then I, then I have a lot of courage and hope in the Lord. My faith gets a little higher, and then I mess up again. Hey, 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 anybody want to join me on this chart? Three of you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel better now. This is Abraham, and we'll, we'll kind of, and look how much time it takes sometimes. God doesn't fix us in the moment. He fixes us through all the moments. He, he grows us if we'll let him grow. He will trans, he'll bring things forth through our life even when we're not in the perfect shape. He's perfect though, right? So God's call, uh, uh, it always comes with blessings. God's call on your life when he says, I want you to be a child of mine. I want you to walk with me. I want you to allow me to carry that burden for you. I want you to, to trust me. Every time we, we follow through with one of God's call on our life, blessings always follow. All right? So the first, there, I, I, to make all this happen, there's a critical place in this relationship, in this, what we're going to talk today. We're going to find it in the scripture here, but there first has to be a trust exchange. And I know for you, if you're like me, I don't trust real quickly anyone. I've been trained by my upbringing, I've been trained by this culture, I've been trained by this world to not trust everything you see and everything that you hear, and especially some people. How many would agree with that going, uh-huh? And so here we're going to find that when God wants to, when he calls us, he's saying, I want you to let go of what you can see, and I want you to, to move towards the unseen things that I'm promising you. That's, that's how when God does the supernatural, okay? So that's what he's ta talking to us today is about, a, uh, about this, this uh, trusting him, about taking a step out. So we find in chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, Now God, or Scott, now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country. But he also said, go from your family or your kindred. Go, go from your father's house. And we could go get all into the, the, uh, the way things worked back then. We had these, uh, these tribal-type arrangements. And in the father's house, there's authority and there's provision. And there's, uh, that's a whole other story. But it, it's a pretty big deal to move. It's not the same today. But to move. And they said, to a land. And here's the blueprints exactly where to go. No. He said that I will show you. I know there are people in this room that have heard the call of God, have said yes to him, have accepted his Savior, have stepped into the new life he wants, not really knowing where it was going. How many know that's a little bit scary? 
But you put your hope in the things of the, of the Lord and, and you begin to let go of the hope that's in the world. And that's a big transition, but that is God's journey. And some of you are on that journey right now. He says, I want to show you. I, 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 and and I, want to, I want to show you what the promise. Sometimes you can find this in Scripture, and, and, and I can tell you it's to encourage us today. I will, so you will be. Say that with me. I will, that's God, so you will be. So if God says, I will, it says, so you will be. That's how it works here. I just wanted to kind of bring it. Watch how many times you say, I, God's saying, I will. And I will, meaning God, will make you what? A, a great nation. And I will bless you and make you a great name so that you will be a blessing. Folks, anything that you do that doesn't come and flow from heaven through God and through your spirit to others, it's just you doing some stuff that doesn't matter. But when God does an I will through you, man, you are a blessing. Why? Because it's actually God's blessing going forward. You see what I'm saying? It goes on, verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. So far, I like what's going. Don't you like how it's kind of being laid out here? It says, and in him who dishonors you, I will curse you. And in you kind of talks a little prelude to when we accept jesus and the holy spirit and the lord in the tripart part on this earth comes into our lives as in you so he says i will curse you but in you all the families of earth shall be blessed so abraham went as the lord had told him and lot went with him and abraham was really the young age of 75 him may want to give me a shout out to that so so think about it you may be 75 you may be 60 50 40 30 20, whatever it's never too late for god to say i'm calling you out you're finally hearing my call i want you to take the step i want you to go with me i understand because by the time he was this age he had a lot of things figured out he probably had a business enterprise he was taking care of his family he had some wife, you know wife kids he had some livestock he had some real estate he had a bass boat he had a zero turn radius mower and they were just getting ready to upgrade the computers and the lord said come go i'll show you so he left all that and he went and it was not what young you know he, he was kind of midlife for them and he took his wife and his brother's son and all their possessions they had gathered and they were people that had, they had acquired a number of things they were had moved to this new place and still but he's calling them out actually from her and they set out to go to the land of canaan and here i want to show you kind of what happened so they they came out of a desert area and he kind of came up into haran which is up here and, and they prospered and things kind of developed and now it's he's calling them to, to the land of canaan we've heard this saying before that obedience brings blessing right obedience brings god's blessing i can tell you in our household raising kids when we did obedience brought mom and dad's blessing right it's kind of a micro uh, effect of that but god's a lot better but obedience brings blessing but but it always starts with a surrendered heart how many times have you seen in your lifetime people are faking it oh they're being a oh, compliant they're not being obedient see there's a difference and it starts with a surrendered heart in fact as believers i believe as we read the entire context of the bible that the watermark of a christian is obedience 
If you want to say, what's the watermark over your life? It's obedience. Because obedience, not just because of what we're going to get, but it brings blessings to others. It's not just blessing me. It's about blessing others. And it's the identity that Christ showed us that he loved others, that he gave his life for others. Let's pick it up here as we go on. And when they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem and the oak of Moriah. And it says all the Canaanites were laid. That's why Canaan, Canaanites, that's the kind of land. I put a circle around where Canaan was. I know it's a little bit of an information here. But look at this trek. Look at this truck, Babylon, a very, very affluent area. That was up in, up in a very prosperous area. And he comes down, here, here he's coming. It's a long travel with his family. Do you see that? And then you think about in the modern times, what we would translate this to is he came out through, what, uh, the Iraq and the Syria. And he's kind of coming to this land of Canaan. This is where the Jordan is. This is where Israel is at. This is where Jerusalem is found. A lot of things happened in that area. This was way back before then. Verse 7, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your offspring, I will give this land. So he's down here in this, this land and he says, what? He says, I'm going to give you this land. So many times we get down the road and he says, look, uh, you've been traveling with me. You've been a good follower. And he says, okay, where, where are you at? I'm going I'm to give you this area. And you know what happens? Many times we celebrate first and that's what Abraham did. He built an altar. He built an altar and worshiped God. Here's something that God promised. Here's something God revealed. This was a monumental point in his life and journey. And so he worshiped. And you go on from here, and, and it says he moved into the hill country east of Bethel, and he pitched a tent. And, and then with Bethel went west between Ai on the west. And, and he did what again? He said he built an altar. He is in the promised land. It's a beautiful place. And he called on the name of the Lord. It's a good pattern for us to realize the journey we are on, especially if you're a believer, is a journey God is, is going with you on. But are we worshiping? We see Abraham making sure to pause and worship. And he wasn't doing it just privately. He, put a, he built a, an altar. His family saw him worshiping. The, the whole community saw him worshiping. It was important to worship God. He was in a good place, amen? So our response to God's goodness is to worship him. I didn't say necessarily it has to be the right song or a certain song or this song or that song. No, it's, it's a heart thing. Are you worshiping him? Whether it's in tithes and offerings, whether it was with, with this kind of music or that or silently, are you worshiping him? Are you taking time for others to see? Are you stacking up some stones and making some mile markers where people uh, see it, but more importantly, you're reminded of his goodness? It's interesting, though. Here he is. <laughs> I've done this, so I don't know if it speaks to you today, but boy, it spoke to my life. I've been in the center of God's plan, and I'm being blessed, and, and, and then I, I, you know, I start looking around, and I'm thinking, well, that's really nice, but <laughs> that's not exactly what I was thinking, and, and then I look over here, and I go, well, that's some provision, that's a, that's a job that I wouldn't count on, but you know, that really isn't what I want, and, and before I know it, then I wind up what? I, I wind up blowing the blessing, blowing right past it. Has anybody ever done that? I'm so glad at least two of you are in here helping encourage me, you know? And I can tell you, let me just give you five easy ways to blow a blessing. You know, just blow right past it, get, get out of the center of God's will. I tell you, the first thing that I struggle with is discontentment. Hello? Hello? You need an upgrade, don't you? Why? I need a bigger head. Why? 
If God gave you every upgrade and every new thing that you wanted, how will you use it for giving him glory and bringing more into the kingdom? If you'll get something in line like that in your wanter, he might give it to you. But if all you're doing it is so that you're the best and you got the coolest when you sit down at that conference room, a table, or you're talking to your buds, and, oh, you've got the iPhone 42. Hmm. It's kind of self-oriented. But discontentment. Look what happens to Abram. I'm just reading verse by verse, and it says, And Abram journeyed on. He was sitting in the middle of the promised land. Later we're going to find out he came back, but listen, and he's still going to Negev. Now let me give you a little uh, visual here. Notice where he came from, Ur. Everybody say Ur. (laughs) Some of you were having fun with that one. Look how it is longitudinally on... So Ur is kind of down in the desert area, and Negev is where? In kind of the desert area, all right? So discontentment, we sometimes get to looking, even though we know we're on God's path, we turn around and say, he's led me all, all the way up to this spot. Yes, but I'm a little discontent because it's not as familiar. So we start looking to, to, for the familiar, the, the comfortable, what we're used to. Man, that, I don't know, that, that. We want to go back to the comfortable where we're used to. But God's got you on a mission, on a journey. Then we begin to try some things our own way. God has opened this door, and God has brought this provision, and, and God has blessed you. And then we go, well, he's not doing it exactly the way I wanted it. So, you know, I, I, we got that credit card. We can go down there and get a, 32 easy payments. Let's go ahead and get it. How many of you ever found any of those payments easy? And then we uh, allow discontentment to lead us to making poor choices. And I won't ask for a show of hands there because I know everybody in here has made at least one. So we have, we, the next thing that blows our blessing, blows our, is a poor choices. And we, so it goes on in verse 10, it says, And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt. Now hold on just a minute, folks. Do you realize, if I go back to that map, they were already back down. He'd come out of the hill country. He, when you think of rain and famine, see, if you don't have rain, you have famine. And what had happened, there was some t- periods of time in the October, November, December, which was the normal rainy season, and then that, that February, March could be the latter rains. When that didn't happen, happened they realized a great famine was going to happen and i don't know about you but if i was already down in the desert area i know it was a little closer to home and 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 yet i remember i was coming from the mountain area where does it rain more how many of you have ever maybe moved on out of god's will just a little bit but then you get this choice to make and you stupidly make a wrong another choice I see so many people who are yearning for companionship. And they had a situation that they moved away from, and then they made, keep making more and more decisions that are not healthy or not the right ones. So he goes down to Egypt. He goes even further in the desert. Hallelujah. Some, sometimes when God's got the, tra- or the devil's got the tractor beating on me, he kind of keeps me headed in the wrong direction. Amen. I can tell you this, you'll never run into God's plan going the opposite direction of his way. So then what happens? Fear. These are just the easy, I I know you all probably already know all this, but this is the easy ways, uh, the five easy steps to blowing God's blessings, okay? 
You begin to feel a little vulnerable. There's a fear kind of moves in on you. And, and many times when we have fear creep into our lives, not always, but many times it's because we've made some choices along the way and the fear is a result of those bad choices. Honey, we don't have enough money to tithe. Why? Well, well, I know we've upgraded the cars and that. I mean, so I, I shouldn't have gone there. I apologize. Fear. Verse 11. And when he went about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know you're a woman of beautiful appearance, and the Egyptians see you. They will say, this is his wife, and they'll kill me, but they will let you live. So what I want you to do is deceive them. And right after fear comes into our life, we're kind of on a path of, of moving away from the blessings of God. We, we, make, we get discontent a little bit in waiting upon the Lord, and then we make some poor choices or make a couple of choices that weren't the wisest, and then fear moves in, and then we move into another, a man plan, and then we say, oh, we've got to kind of keep this going, so let's be a little deceptive. And guess what deceptions do? Deception means we're not facing God. See, if he'd run back, when he had got to this place and run back to God and fall before him, that could have been a eliminated but he kept going trying to fix it with man plans man plans and guess what happens sometimes our man plans we begin to lie deceive not tell the whole truth we used to call them waddies i have no idea where that word came from i just remember growing up and hearing it all right verse 13 say you're my sister that i may go well with me because of you and that my life may be spared start to play around with the with what's going on and so if you get this far down into the slope that slides us away from the blessing just blow us past where we were hypocrisy moves in does everybody know what hypocrisy means it comes hypocrite hypocrisy basically faking it we live in a lifestyle that isn't really true to who we are, and we're, we've got to keep the facades up, okay? And so it, hypocrisy is short-term many times. It, we, we'll play the game to get what we want, to get the gain. We'll, we'll stop, what, being a blessing to others. Can I tell you the call on your life and my life as we watch Jesus' life, as we look at the entire book of the Bible, is not that you get blessed, is that you're a blessing, that you pass on what loving God and loving others is about receiving the forgiveness and the power of god and the forgiveness of god and so that you can love others and really what it's about is allowing god to love others and to move the kingdom forward amen so it's about others but all of a sudden when we get out of the plan of god it begins to be about us and we love that short-term pleasure that short-term gain and we stop being blessings to other people can i tell you you can measure where you're at by how much you're blessing others or is all of monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday and Sunday about you about you getting ahead or you getting more comfortable or you striving and achieving for yourself oh but it's for my family can I tell you even that's not bad to strive and achieve for your family but where's your heart with the Lord where's he and it can cause you to harm the people you love it can cause you to harm when you're out of the will of God people in your life 
even if they're not part of family. Look at verse 14. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was beautiful. And when the princess of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house, basically became her wife. And for her sake, he dealt with Abram, meaning the Pharaoh. What? Favorably. He had, uh, gave him oxen and sheep and donkeys and servants. He thought he had hit the jackpot. And so he just, and so Abram's like, man, this deception really is paying off. Can I tell you that if you're profiteering from deception, it will soon fail you? Whatever that is. The Pharaoh was trying, uh, had, uh, let me back up here. Uh, Abram had an opportunity to bless Pharaoh. Because God was with him, if it had been God's plan. But what happened is Abram had got out of the will of God, was on his own plan, and he actually caused harm to Pharaoh. In fact, it said his whole house had plagues because of this deception. As believers, we sure don't want to bring forth a bad image of the Lord himself, right? That's why it's important for us to do a little searching within ourselves. Verse 18, so Pharaoh called Abram in and says, what have you done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you deceive me? Why did you say she was your sister? He says, you've got to get out of here. At least he was smart enough to realize that deception was harming him. And if Pharaoh gave orders to the men, verse 20, concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had, and, and off they go. Hypocrisy has been called out. Can I tell you, if you're living a lie, eventually it will be noted and it will be revealed. So what do you do when you get in a spot like this? What if you didn't even know you were drifting as far as you were drifting, but now you realize, even today by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, maybe you're in a, in a Hippocratic situation, lifestyle. How do you get back to the call of God on your life? Verse 13, or chapter 13, excuse me. Chapter 13, hope again. Hope restored. Promises restored. That's what God's all about. He says, look, so Abraham went up. He left that desert back up to where? back up and up he went into the place he was originally called to with his wife that he had in the lot and the negative and now Abram had all this stuff yes the spoils of that and everybody says we'll see there it profits to lie anyway that's not true okay he struggles but he said he journeyed to Negev as far as Bethel and the place where his tent had been at the beginning we think Abram started back in Ur. It kind of did, but when God put a call on his life he, and, and brought him into a promise that he had set for him, it was when, there where Abram messed up. He had, he had entered into a promise, a state of promise, a, a situation. A ge, it was geographic, but it was also an attitude and a heart place, but he got discontent. Do you see what happened? He t- he allowed it, God allowed him to go all the way out, but he allowed him to come back to the place that all began, Bethel and Ai there, to the place where he had worshipped last the place of his worship and abraham got before the lord and called out to him i can't imagine what all he had to say to the lord but he offered up once again and put god back in the center i've returned to you lord i've come back to what you wanted me to do in the beginning and so folks family friends i'm going to say it's time it's time in your life to discern whether you have become discontent or not 
discontent in your marriage, discontent in, in, in raising your children, discontent with God or the church, discontent with this or that. Can I just tell you, you need to evaluate if you are feeling discontentment right now. And I, I think also today it's, it's time, Lord is saying to his people, he said, look, I know you've made some wrong choices. I know your heart, but have you acknowledged in yourself you've made some wrong choices? Because when you bring that acknowledgement to me and, and that illumination that I already know is in you, then you can step away. You can leave that that you've you gravitated back to and get back to the life that I've given you, that new life, not the old life any longer. Are you worshiping him enough? If you're getting a yes and amen in your spirit, okay. But if you're getting a I don't know, you need to worship him more. I don't mean Sunday mornings. But along the way. It is time it is time to hear the call of God on your life. It is time for you to realize whether you've heard it or not, God has got you on his mind. And when he hung on that cross in the form of the Christ, Jesus, he had you on his mind. But he had you on his mind before time began. And he had you on his mind because Christ put his life down to give you the ability to not only to be restored to the Father, but that you could restore what he originally created for you, and that's to go out and be that blessing on this earth until he comes again to be the conduit of him, releasing him into this world. It is time for you to realize the great trust exchange and evaluate if you made that decision in your heart. Will you trust him as the Savior? Not a way, but the way. The way for peace, the way for restoration to God, the way for an eternal life in heaven, the way for greater life today if you want to be some of you have such great hearts you love other people best you can but can i tell you if you don't have that trust exchange that occurred through believing in jesus christ you can't love them the way you really could and then i think it's time today that you ask yourself am i ready to receive the much more let's all stand And I don't do this very often because, um, but today I do. The last one on this, will you step forward today? See, I, I want you to, and I know some of you online go, well, we're a long way away or we're in the other building or whatever. The stepping forward happens internally. It happens in your doer, your willer. That you're willing to say, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to acknowledge him as the Savior. I want to take what he's speaking to me today and embrace this saving knowledge and proclaim him as my King, my Lord, my Savior. If you've never done that in your life, I want you to take a step. Now, you don't have to walk up to the front. It's open. I'll pray with you. It'll be awesome. Uh, but if, it'll be just as awesome if you just do this. Ever, can everybody sashay? Just do this. Or maybe there's not, some of you in the middle got enough room you can step forward. Right there in your row, there's plenty of room, right? 
but I want you in your spirit if you're at home just stand up and say I'm going to step forward now here's what I, here's part of what's going to happen when you're stepping forward you're leaving where you were so if you've not said yes to Jesus if you've not believed in your heart who he is what he did on the cross for you and today is the day I'm going to say yes to Jesus I'm stepping into your arms Lord I'm stepping into your forgiveness I'm going to step into all that you offer me here's what you're doing you're leaving where you're at and you're stepping into a new place in a new way you're stepping from out from under the covering and the blood of Jesus and the forgiveness into forgiveness of all things that you've ever done but let's say you've done that that was back a few years ago but you find yourself a little drifty you know you kind of went back to some places you were comfortable with you like the sandy beaches of the desert or something I don't know and you're winding up in places where you've kind of allowed some poor choices to lead you to more poor choices which led you to a place that you realize I've got to stop. Maybe you're just at the front end of that and you're discontent. Can I tell you, part of the stepping out I believe God wants us to do today is to say, here's where you're at, but today you're making a decision. And what does that require? It requires stepping into something better, and that's Him. The promise of our Lord. No, some of you are in a really good place right now. Man, you enjoying you. I, I, I am really enjoying you. And He's saying, I want you to take a step. And he said, what I want you to do is I want you to go into the world bearing my witness. What, but this is comfortable. I, I got a church. I mean, it's great. I do it on Sunday, and I, I'm in devotion time every day of the week. I've got the bumper sticker. I play K-Love. And that's good. Thank you for hearing him that far. But the next step... Folks, he's calling the church in the United States of America. He's calling the church around this world globally. He wants us to step out and go and make disciples. He wants us to be a witness through not just what we're going to do is serve them. No, 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 no. Can I just tell you, he wants you to show up and release him in service. He needs to be released into this world and you're the carriers. So if you're a school teacher, you're a doctor, you're a, a, a grease monkey, a wrench turner, I don't care what your, what your thing is, he's saying, look, where are you at? First step is me. The next step is to, to return to me. The next step is now that you got me, is to take me into this world. Are you ready to take some step? I wish we had some step music, you know. Can everybody do a stomp? Thank you. Lord Jesus, the heavens are rejoicing if that's for him. And that's what the challenge I believe I got out of the first part of Abraham. Man, his story just keeps going. I'm going to tell you, it gets all more exciting. But imagine what the word is today for us. And will you step with God? If that's so, I'm going to have you bow your heads. If you would, bow your heads with me. I'm going to pray for us. And before I bow my head, I'm just going to kind of look around. I can't see you at home. But I'm going to see if anybody wiggles with a step. Because I'm going to pray for you. I don't know what you're stepping from, in, but I know you're stepping into something better. Things of the Lord, whatever God's up to. If today is your first time to ever say yes to Jesus, to being your Savior, take a step and walk on up here after the service. I'd love to just celebrate with you. But it's about you and the Lord. And you stepping in the direction He's calling. Are you ready? All right, on the count of three, you either wiggle or stay real still. That way I won't waste my prayers. All right? One, two, three. Sure is a lot of movement going on. 
including you moving. There's a lot of movement going on because the Spirit of God is moving. There's a lot of movement going on today. Let's pray. Father, it is time. Father, it's time. (laughs) Each of us in this room are saying it is time, Lord. Time for us to say yes to you. Time for us to get our distractions and discontent settled. Time for us to come back to you, Lord. Time for us to live and walk in a new way, a new life. Lord, time for us to go in your power and strength, serving others so you are released. So, Father, I pray over every decision this morning you've led people to that what you allow them to do is step towards others to release you and it may be through service step towards others so you may be released through their life for your kingdom's sake father there's nothing we can do that changes kingdom things but we can situationally step into a land and allow you to flow through it so let us all carry you out of this place. Let us let it be released. Let you be, let our lives discontent. Lord, lock us down as a church. Let us see the mission and the heart you have for this region and our families in this area of the nation. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. My goodness. There's a lot of things going on before you all ever, but thank you. I'm glad to see God has got a hold of us. Let's go out here and be the church. Amen. Go out into the world and make him famous. God bless.